Hello, welcome to When Wrestlers Act. I'm John Cronshaw with our first episode of the new year. I wish it could be a happy new year, but I've just heard that Mean Gene Oakland's died, so that's a shame. It is. Way to bring it down, John. We've just watched Last Action Hero, and you're bringing it right down after that. We should at least raise a glass to him. He was the best guy who stood next to people, and people said, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, before talking. (laughs) No one else could do that. He was very good at his job. Yeah. These days, it's just Microphone Bot 2.0, or whatever number they're at these days. What are your thoughts? I don't even know their names. Isn't one of them called Dasher? Yes, I think you're right, actually. Isn't there a Tom Phillips, or is he long gone? He's probably like not been there for five years or something. I think he's gone on to um, actual sports stuff. Good for Tom Phillips. Yes. Generic name. It is a generic name, but he could at least reasonably do the job. Now, you know, it is just Dasher or whatever she's called, Mean Gene. Yeah. We gave him high praise when we reviewed Repossessed, so what more can we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has been in a few things we've done. And but... I'm sure he'll be in many other things, being yeah. the same role that he's always done. So, Last Action Hero, anyway. So, this is yeah. from 1993. Starts to tanker, apparently. <laughs> I misread. <laughs> you misread. <laughs> It doesn't start to tanker at all, does it? And I was confused. It does not. When I got to the end, and it was Tanaka or Tanaka or whatever. Professor Tanaka. Yeah. So I was looking out for Tanaka. I was like, "Where is he? He's, he must be a cameo." And you know, because I was looking for people, I actually saw some interesting cameos along the way. But like Chevy Chase and Sharon Stone. <laughs> and um, one of my favourite ones is Sylvester Stallone dressed in all the Terminator Two gear on the advert for yeah, Terminator. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> There must have been a bit of a thing going on between those two during the 90s. I think it was in Junior where Arnie sees a promo for Rambo and he kind of looks down at his own muscles and shrugs. I think there was... Oh, it's in Demolition Man where Arnold Schwarzenegger's president. (laughs) Wait, so you've seen Junior? Not recently. Not as an adult. Wow. In, In the 90s when I... I saw Robocop when I was eight. I've never seen Junior. (laughs) <laughs> so you know being being a child is not an excuse i remember where i watched it as well i watched it around my auntie's house and she got it out on vhs because she knew that i liked terminator 2 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that that was the excuse and i'll stand by it even though it might be completely made up i'm not gonna confirm or did i <laughs> When I think of Arnie films, this isn't one I think of. I think it's a criminally underrated film. We'll come to it later, but I think the guy who plays Danny is awfully hammy, but that's just child actors for you. I think everyone else in it's great. I'd describe him as more punchable, but that's <laughs> fine. I'm more British about it than you are. Yeah? It stars Professor Tanaka of um, Running Man and Austin Powers fame. So, you know, we, we have got um, a cheap excuse to watch this film doesn't he open a door at some point that's his job he, spe- he does speak he, yeah. he is a butler so you know he does bottle a little bit he does have about three lines it's more than kerry von eric adding um, problem child that's true you know someone said to me watch your top five like this wouldn't come up but i think it might now and i, I don't know where it would go because i'm not sure if it's as good as terminator 2 or total recall but Definitely not. Or True or Lies. Running Man. Or Running or Man. True Lies. So it might not be my top five, you know. Yeah. So, well, Total Recall, Running Man, True Lies, 
Terminator 2, Terminator 1, so maybe it's number 6. You've missed a kindergarten cop. Maybe it's number 6. <laughs> Jingle all the way? Maybe it's number 6. <laughs> all right, Commando. No, that's below this, but only just. Did we say True Lies? We did. That's yeah. top 5. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a top 6 Arnie film anyway. <laughs> that's my humble opinion. I think that this film is a bit of a failure. I think it's very flawed, but I think it was really trying to do something quite special and it just missed it. Yes and no. I mean, um, if it misses it, it is only just. I can see that it is awfully satirical. It is poking fun at at himself a lot as well. But then it just goes into it and I think it does make all the points it does endeavour to make. I was thinking as well about Arnie's career after this film, because I think this film, I don't know whether it bombed or whether it just didn't do as well as like Terminator 2 and all that, but what did he do after this that was significant, apart from True Lies, but yeah, what did he do after this that was... There was um, The Sixth Day, something like that. I've never even heard of that. He did the Batman one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was not long after this that he started getting into politics. I still think there's a, a connection. I think this is like his either this didn't work out how he wanted it to, or this was like his last hurrah. You know, into like okay, this is everything that's great about action movies and everything that's ridiculous about action movies all thrown into one. There's one brilliant scene um, when Arnie is through the curtain and he's sat in Danny's kitchen with his um, with his mother. And there's classical music on the radio, and he's just never heard it before. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> all he's used to is just his um, backdrop ACDC. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yes, I think I could like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? This got me actually. This got me down the rabbit hole of this is stuff from like years ago on the internet. I don't know if you remember this shit, but like, there used to be a trend for people to do prank phone calls using a Arnold Schwarzenegger voice box, and so they'd have little clips of his voice talking to people as prank calls and it, some of them are amazing so was it one of those where you have to where it was like doing it through a premium phone line and you'd listen into it no no it, it's it's like somebody's got clips from the film so it's just you press a button and arnie will say something but they'd call up say dell customer service and they go i'll watch your computer i've got a neural net processor <laughs> blah blah right okay I see what you mean. Who is your yeah. daddy and what does he do? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that that was what they were doing with the, you know, when he did the bit from Home Alone 2 with the talk boy and he's talking to his wife and he's like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, so this film is about Danny, who is a punchable little lad. <laughs> he is, but he's poor, so we can all relate to him. He's a massive action movie fan, big Jack Slater fan. That's who Arnie plays in the film. So it opens up and we've got what you think is a movie, but it's actually a movie within a movie. So it's a bit like the Inception thing of like Dreams Within Dreams. I'm going to use a word that I know you hate, Colin, but this film was was very meta. (laughs) Hello, Colin? Yeah, I am still here. I'm wondering why I'm still here. But it was. It was very meta. Meta, you see. Really meta. So they had the movie, and it had Arnie basically marching over police cars in order to save his son from the Ripper. 
and he's up on a rooftop. And it's, I don't know if you noticed, did you notice that they were all good-looking blonde kids who was trying yes. to save? Yes, yes, but they are good Aryan boys. Yes, yes. So they have all the little Aryan boys, and Arnie's <laughs> son's there. They have the bit of the, well, basically a die-hard kind of moment with him being flung off a roof. You just don't know what's going to happen. The screen goes blurry, and then you realise, ah, we're in a movie. And then the kids are like, oh, I didn't get to see the ending. And but you're seeing it before. Yeah, the projection says, oh, how many times have you seen it? Oh, about 5,000. I found the projection is very creepy, very paedophilic. What, you very... mean the guy who's like, hey, I've got some puppies. Oh, I'm not puppies. Um, I've got yeah. a film you really want to watch. Come back here by yourself at midnight. <laughs> Pretty much. No, no. Don't do that. Just no. He basically tells him that he's got Jack Slater 4 before it comes out and he'll be able to watch it. We get back to his house and he's got a single mum and it's all a bit shit, a bit depressing. Mum goes out to work. Some sort of um, waiter, I think she is. Yeah, and then a robber comes in, tries to rob him. Finds out all his stuff's crap. Yeah, and then he goes back to the cinema. Hey, like you would. Yeah, so my house has just been robbed. Oh, fuck it. So he, he goes and watches Jack Slater 4. The projectionist gives him a magic ticket. Yeah, but the projectionist is wearing his Usher outfit. That bit's fucking creepy. Yes. That's <laughs> one of the paedophilic bits I was um, I was thinking of. It's when he's in his dress-up clothes. Did you like the backstory of the ticket? I did, yes. The I, um, Houdini ticket. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, I didn't because, as you know, John, I'm a big fan of magic and indeed the history of magic and houdini was a massive debunker exactly this is why it was great it was like (laughs) the most mystical it's like yes it came down it was made in the himalayas and carved from this it's like how long have movies existed it's like bullshit like complete bullshit so the idea that it came from houdini just made me laugh thought that was a good Ribbit him sort of thing. So I thought it was just oh, Colin, a little bit take... of bad storytelling. No, 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 no. You can't take anything at face value. It's all meta. So oh, joke, fuck a off. joke like that is actually a joke about Houdini's debunking stuff, I think. Oh, okay. It's all second level stuff, man. It's it's all very clever. Yeah, the ticket with the clumsy mythology I've put in my notes. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's got the trailer. This was like... One of my favourite things ever, which was the trailer to Hamlet starring um, Arnold Braunschweiger or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote it down because it was great. It said, something is rotten in the state of Denmark and Hamlet is taking out the trash. <laughs> Loved it. And there were just like explosions and shit. And he's, he lights a cigar, there's an explosion behind him and he goes, to be or not to be. Not to be. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's like, yes. That made it for me. So then the film starts and there's lots of explosions. And then you find out that, well, explosions, and that's just the credits, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. And then it's you've got, like, basically some mobsters torturing. And I love this. This is like, he's my, what is it, my favourite second cousin. It's like, <laughs> you know, we're so far into the series that, like, you know, his son's <laughs> dead, his wife's been killed. It's like, who's left? It's like, you're torturing my favourite <laughs> And I apologise if my Arnie impression is basically the same as Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I am aware of that. Has the room got any wrestlers in it? 
I don't know. I hope to God not, because I couldn't watch that again. Really. Oh, I'm sure you could. What is it? They have chase scenes on the film, and Danny's in there going, oh, you're going to pay, you're going to pay. You know, he's happy that shit's going to hit the fan. But then some shit does hit the fan, John. What happens? Yeah, some like a stick of dynamite goes out of the screen, and he looks down at the ticket, and it's all going a bit funny. Hugh Dini's ticket that was car from Athena and bought from Himalayas, <laughs> that one. He goes into the film, he gets sucked into the film, ends up in the back of the car, and then they have a really exaggerated version of the chase out of Terminator 2. Same sort of drainage canal that they use everywhere in every film that is in Los Angeles that involves a car chase. There was a bit which I like, which was where he does some like crazy stunt and jumps over a truck and all this, and then the bad guys do the same and they end up like flipping <laughs> into the air. Did you hear the line when one of the bad guys crashes into the ice cream van? Was he a cone head? Right, he said, I really iced that guy. To cone a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. After the chase scene is finished, they reconvene at the police station and getting interrogated by that policeman who is... Um, the chief of police, you, whose gimmick is that he shouts a lot, so much that he can break glass with his Slater voice. Everything that Danny says, they think is a lie, apart from when he says, I fell off a bridge and landed into the back of his car. Oh, finally, we're getting some truth at last. <laughs> but this is the thing, it's like Danny is aware straight away that he's in the film, like he's not surprised at that, and he tries to point out to Arnie that they're in a film and he's having none of it and then the lieutenant or whatever is is saying oh yeah you you cried and you're saying that Jack was your only friend and all this stuff you told him that (laughs) promise you wouldn't tell anyone yeah this is where we got the uh, Sharon Stone T-1000 was there as well yeah cartoon cat whatever cartoon cat was it detective Um, whiskers yeah there was the rabbi as well (laughs) (laughs) I cracked up at this because this was just such a fucking obscure reference to a shit film that I've not watched for years. I think my mum used to watch it on video a lot. And it was um, Amadeus. Yeah, the guy who was... Salieri. And he's like, he killed Mozart. It's like, oh, God. He won an Oscar for that. Did he? He did. Well, good for him. But it is a shit film. And then there was a bit with the handing out the new partners... And it was just like yeah. the mis- mismatched partners. And he's like, meet your new partner. And it's Danny. Yeah. I mean, it is all just stupid. Like, for whatever reason, this normal, average-looking cop in a uniform is paired up with the rabbi. Yeah. And the cartoon cat and so on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the cartoon cat. It's like, <laughs> it just it's just really out of place. And it's, it's great. Because it's, it's stupid <laughs> in there. And it's, it's not a big deal, but... Did he appear twice, maybe three times? He appears a minimum of two times. So at least twice. Yes. <laughs> this is where we get the scene in the video shop and Danny's obsessed with trying to prove that it's a movie and he goes, look, everyone's attractive. He's like, yeah, it's California. <laughs> and then he's, yeah, he mentioned the Terminator thing with Stallone as the Terminator. There was a stuff with like the area code of like, oh, what's your... Phone number, oh, it's 555. Five, five, oh, they always start with 555. Five, five. There's only a thousand possible numbers. That's why we have area codes. And that woman behind the counter in her um, 
blue PVC ensemble. It's a lovely young lady. <laughs> Probably isn't anymore, let's be honest. No, but you know. Yeah. So they were doing all the video shop stuff and they end up in the car and Danny goes, I'll tell you where the bad guys are. And he points to a house. He goes, oh, that's the one. And he goes, oh, the detective work. No need for that anymore. <laughs> yeah. going oh, this, the this is when they, we get the first glimpse of um, the, the baddie. Yes. Oh, but you don't find out he's the, the actual antagonist until later. Yeah, the guy with and the this is where way. Professor Tanaka comes into it as well. Yay! Yeah, he answers the door. Is this the one where he goes, can I speak to the drug dealer of the house? Or like <laughs> he just laughs and walks off and yeah. brings out Charles Dance. Charles Dance? Yeah, Tywin fucking Lannister. Yay! I think how, Charles how... Dance is possibly either the first or second coolest guy with ginger hair. The other one being Josh Holm from Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, you've got in my notes, Charles Dance, exclamation point. So, yeah, but yeah, my my reference to him is like he's Tywin Lannister, who's one of the evil fuckers in the Game of Thrones, and he's great. And he gets um, killed by his son, who shoots him up the arse with a crossbow through the toilet. That's um, sounds pleasant. <laughs> That's all right. I've got no plans whatsoever to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, you fool! You fool! Yeah, it just sounds violent. Well, it is violent. It's great. It sounds gratuitously violent. It makes sense in the world. Wait, I'm sure it does, but... but... Colin, the last last series came out with a zombie dragon, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> so, spoiler! <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Night King with a zombie dragon. It's awesome. Right. Onwards and upwards. Um, the scene the with the, scene with the, wall, the dogs. Destroying the wall the wall yeah the same the oh the dogs yeah yeah the dogs how exceptionally well trained they are as um charles dance puts it he snaps his fingers like that and they're doing a, a six dog pyramid <laughs> if i snap my fingers again then tomorrow you will emerge from several canine rector <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line you gotta love rector Rector. <laughs> I, I think that might be the only there. time in a film I've heard the plural word for rectum. Yeah. Is that is that an accurate word? What rector? Yes. I suppose it must be because you know you get you know the Latin thing is um and ah so um singular yeah. ah so yeah if it's got a Latin root which it sounds like it does. As they're leaving, um, Charles Dan's cottons on that they know more than they should know. Yeah. So that plays into it. So this is the bit where they go back to Arnie's house and we meet his daughter called Meredith, I want to say. Meredith, yes. Who is just some generic blonde girl next door type. Don't call her generic blonde next door type. She played Sonya in the Mortal Kombat film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And married Pete Sampras, apparently. Did she? (laughs) And then retired. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> she starts fighting when the bad guys turn up and does lots of annoying screams. Yes. Well, her gimmick is um, she plants a big kiss on Danny because what they're supposed to do is send a, a young student round for her to smooch and then he goes away and probably has a wank or something. That's all I can think was supposed to happen. The Charles dance comes along and Schwarzenegger's gone out for a bit. Sorry, Slater. 
has gone out for a bit, so it's just Danny and um, Whitney slash Meredith at home. And they're talking about various things like his son and everything. And they say, and this is some counterfeit money from an old case, and it turns a funny colour when you burn it, sends up coloured smoke or something. That plays into it. Yeah. Because um, they try to buy off Charles Dance's cronies by saying, have this money instead and go away. Charles Dance says, you know, this is bad money, burn it. It creates a bit of a bat signal for Schwarzenegger to come and save the day. And it's just a very long action scene. <laughs> well, I can describe it as lots of stuff going on. And it yeah. ends up that Benedict, he gets the ticket. He quickly realises that it's got magical properties and that he might be able to get into other worlds with it. He knows that something isn't quite right with it. That it's more than just a ticket. I don't think he understands its powers at that point. You've There's... got Danny trying to save the day when Schwarzenegger's gone out and it ends up just, he realises... Shit, and the comedy side. Yeah, when he goes to do the uh, chicken bit on his yeah. bike. And ends up doing a bit of an E.T. jump and falls a lot, but doesn't break his neck because he's a comedy sidekick. And then, and then Schwarzenegger ends up getting, well, the house blows up because um, Benedict leaves behind one of his glass eyes, which is also a bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like you do. And and he's, then, fine. Um, he's fine when he's like, he's just got like a bit of dust on him or whatever. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Then he gets fired, has to hand in his badge. Then you get a glimpse into what his real house is like. And it's all depressing. It's a bed sit, a studio, I think the trendy people call them, next to a motorway. First bit, though, is he, he just goes in, shoots um, one of his wardrobes, and out falls out a crony. <laughs> he says, yeah, there's always one in there. <laughs> then you do see into his wardrobe... And he's got something like about, he's probably got about 20 identical outfits <laughs> and nothing else. He goes to the funeral of Leo the Fart. Oh, yes. This fat guy. <laughs> a mob boss known for being flatulent. You find out that Benedict's boss, the um, mobster, has planted some sort of nerve agent in him. So there's this elaborate open top coughing on top of a skyscraper, John. Yes. You know, just <laughs> on top of a skyscraper. <laughs> we find out that the guy who was Amadeus was a baddie. He goes to shoot them, and then Danny catches him um, monologuing, and then ends up losing his gun anyway. So then he does the same, and then gets shot by the cartoon cat. And I think that's um, the last of the cartoon cat. <laughs> In the end, Schwarzenegger goes up to the funeral to save the day, whereas Danny, now armed with a gun, goes to um, secure a crane. Yes. Because <laughs> um, Slater said, I need that crane on top of that skyscraper. And he's just running through, just getting people out of the way, going bang, bang, bang with the gun in the air, so everyone's running away. And he tries to hold up the guy who is um, the crane driver, and he just runs away as well because it's a mad little kid with a gun. Fair enough. I think I yeah. would do the same. But it does it does work out how to drive it because and it within the um within the ten minute deadline that he's got. Yeah, of course. Obviously. It's impressive. It's what happens in action films, as it is pointed out. <laughs> and then Slater goes to pay his respects to Leo the Fart and he's all Help me. Oh, he's still alive! And um, 
lifts him up, carries him along, and pisses off a lot of mob people, and people uh, the including the nuns. Yeah, and the old women. <laughs> and then he drops him off the side of the building. Lo and behold, he gets caught by the crane. <laughs> He's swinging hundreds of feet in the air from this crane from Leo the Fart. Eventually, he sort of pulls him off the crane. They both fall hundreds of feet and land into a tar pit. Slater emerges and then just wipes himself off with kitchen roll. (laughs) Tar. Cleaned off by kitchen roll. And then his daughter comes along with a change of clothes. And (laughs) at that point, Danny says something. And he says, well, you know, you did say it's a movie because something very convenient happens. So he's starting to embrace it a little. You missed the... uh... Silent but violent, or whatever it was. Silent but deadly fart. In Silent the but deadly in the tar pit. <laughs> Lovely stuff. It cuts to Benedict, and um, at this point, his work is worked out that the ticket is definitely magical. He's holding it, and he puts his hand through a wall, and he decides now's the time for him to turn on the baddie. He does that line that where the mobster says, "So I thought you were my friend, but now you do a three sixty on me," and he says. No, I did a 180. If I'd done a 360, I would be back where I started. And it's all, what? So he just says, trust me, and shoots him. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And then we get another scene with Professor Tanaka telling him to clear that dead body out of the pool. And he says, very good, sir. So he gets <laughs> another line. Yay. In a monster truck, Slater comes along to <laughs> apprehend him. Basically, picks him up and throws him. And he goes through the wall and he says normally they leave a hole when that happens benedict's in new york and he realizes that he's not in kansas and so professor tanaka he sees someone getting mugged for shoes and he's confused as to why there's now screams or sirens so he decides to try a little experiment (laughs) so he basically just gets someone shoots him in cold blood Listens out for the sirens that don't come, and he goes, "I've just shot someone, and I did." And it I did purpose. it on purpose. We'll go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's found his terrible place, which is the real world. I guess that is um, the postmodern side of things, John. The real world is bad. It's worse. It's worse it's... than the one in the action movies. This is where Jack and Danny follow him into the real world because the door is still open. And they end up realising that Jack's vulnerable. He's like doing stuff he normally does. He's like, oh, that hurts. When he punches his uh, car window. It's the Goldberg. That, that hurt. <laughs> he steals a taxi. And then um, he says that binky, bunky, baby, blah, blah, blah. Ah, you didn't expect me to say that, did you? But then he, does, he steals the taxi and... Um, plays chicken with Benedict and Professor Tanaka. Ends up, they just crash into each other. And it's, oh, that hurt. And dang it all. Oh, you could have been killed. And he says, look, this is a standard New York taxi cab. That's a little shitty car. I, I was never in any danger. And then um, you see Professor Tanaka's dead. He's been dead for a few years, but, you know. Um, but, you know, this is the second film we've reviewed with Professor Tanaka. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's in, um, he was in that Running Man's film. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you did say. And if he was in Austin Powers, then we need to watch that, don't we? Let's be honest. We do. Yeah, we've got, we've got a gimmick. He, he's, um, he's random tasking that. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, but this is the point where he meets Dangy's um, mother. Yeah, she plays in Mozart. Yeah, and he's all, "Oh, you turned him into a wimp because she's all being a caring, doting mother." And he's all, "What are you doing, going to the movies at night? You're upsetting your mother." And he, and Dangy's all, "Oh, what have you done now? He's, he's being a sissy for being someone who cares." Benedict realizes that the tickets more powerful than he initially thought so it summons bad guys into the real world so he gets the ripper and goes to hunt down arnie himself oh but he does a lot of talking to the camera as well yeah so he he (laughs) realizes there's a camera there yeah and he's addressing the audience and he goes to the premiere of the jack slater 4 film which is the film that he's currently in but then he's not because he's in the real world very meta (laughs) Yeah, he comes up with the gimmick of just wanting to kill Schwarzenegger now. Yeah. The actual Schwarzenegger. In order to do that, he gets the Ripper to do it from Slater 2. Is it 2 or 3? I think it was Slater 3, that one. Uh, It's one of them. There's a number in it. (laughs) And so, yeah, so on, he's at his premiere and he's plugging his restaurant. With his wife. Yeah, he's missing. He's telling him not um, not to plug it. And MC Hammer's there. And little Richard. Some and other Chevy guys. Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah, there's someone else as well who I recognise, but I can't remember his name. But he, he basically says, I'm not an Arnie fan, but my wife is or something. Yeah. He was famous, obviously. The, I think John Belushi was in there <laughs> as yeah, well. That's or James was. Belushi, sorry. Yeah, it was one of the Belushis. It yeah, was. the one who was alive and in red heat with him. That's it. It was him. Well, this is where Arnie and Jack have a fight. I won't call it a fight. It's more just he, he wrestles into the ground because he thinks he's a killer. But then he th- now he just thinks he's a stunt double. And he's like, oh, if you ever need to open a supermarket, let me know. I'll <laughs> call the right people. He's just saying, yeah, you're the best double I've ever seen. So I can get you lots of gigs. In other words, he's just trying to get him to do his donkey work. This is where we find out that the Ripper has Danny. Uh-uh-uh. It's his surrogate son. It's meaningful, blah, blah. And Jack saves him. Going back to that scene with um, Schwarzenegger and Slater, I think um, it's important to point out that Slater turns around and says how much he detests him. It brought him nothing but misery. Yeah, existential crisis. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go back to the cinema. They meet the projectionist. The projectionist says he's glad the ticket works and that he wishes he tried it. And he was going on about all the hot women he would have hooked up with. He says basically that he's glad because he's never met a fictional character before. And this is where Arnie kind of gets into the philosophical mode of do I really exist? How can I exist if I'm just a figment of someone else's imagination? It's all very meta. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) 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 So easy. (laughs) The Ripper just picks up Danny and throws him off the roof as if he's a little ragdoll. Slater dispatches him and as he's dying of electrocution he's saying i'll be back so i thought that was quite funny but then danny isn't dead he's sort of dangling on this thing and then slater helps him back up danny struggles to trust him because he is just in the real world where things can go wrong but he saves him anyway and then they're met again with benedict at the top of the roof looking very cool with an umbrella and a very fine suit like charles dance does He's doing the thing of shooting into the air and then he goes to shoot Slater and it's, um, oh, did you make a movie mistake because he shoots him and his gun's empty? 
then it's no i just left one chamber empty and then shoots him clever somehow at this point slater gets hold of a gun and shoots him in the eye you know in the glass eye and he explodes so then we get death yeah seventh seal black and white death Ian McKellen. And he, he basically says that he's not interested in fictional characters. So. <laughs> and just walks off. Yeah, he just goes away. <laughs> just tapping people on the shoulder as well. Yeah. There's, but there's one point where he taps this policeman on the shoulder and the policeman just starts coughing and that's it. And then he just keeps walking. <laughs> Death helps them actually because he says to Danny, because he's worried because he's lost a ticket. You're brave, but you're not very smart. You should be looking for the other half of the ticket. And then he walks off because he gave half the ticket to the paedophile in their role play earlier. And he puts it in the box and it's just in there. So he gets it, uses it and takes him back to the film world. Where we find out it's just a flesh wound. (laughs) Just a flesh wound. (laughs) So we're not going to treat that. (laughs) Yeah. But you've you've got that scene um, where he's back as a cop again and he's getting told off by the chief of police and then he sort of tells him to shut up and tells him that he's just the comic relief and everything and you hear him going on about um various little things in the in the background stuff like um we need more psychological help at work and things like that yeah. it's not just about shooting and i want to listen to different music <laughs> yeah because it was just like obnoxious metal all the way through wasn't it it's like acdc megadeth and stuff geordie rock danny goes to give the ticket back to the old pedophile and he says you can keep the ticket i think the magic was actually yours and thus the film comes to an end everything's back to normal that's a great film, and I refuse to get the stool chart out for this one. <laughs> the stool chart can stay where it is. Yay, that's two good films in a row. Shit. And then we had um, Man that's... on the Moon as well. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not true. We watched Santa with Muscles. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or have we just blocked that out like some <laughs> traumatic war event? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we need to treat ourselves to more good things. Yes. Yes. Twenty nineteen is a year that we watch. <laughs> that we need to not rely on the stool chart so much. We can't not use the stool chart if the film demands it. I mean, I'm happy to rely on the stool chart. I mean, we need to try to watch films that won't need the stool chart. We need to watch Austin Powers. We need to watch Demolition Man. Expendables has got Steve Austin in. You know, as I say, not a top five. Schwarzenegger film, but it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was really funny. It was a lot funnier than I remembered, but I, I think know. it's more you probably get it now. Yeah. You, you might not have got it when you were young. And... I remember watching this and it was like, I was going to watch it and then I went to see Jurassic Park instead. And was then... it the right choice? I don't know. I've not watched Jurassic Park since, so I mean, that might be a great film, but then I got I, I watched this on video, so I missed out. The wife keeps telling me to watch Jurassic Park. Yeah? Has that got a wrestler in? No. She just keeps trying to get me to watch it. It's got a good soundtrack. So yeah. Has it? I've got it on my playlist when I'm writing. I had the game on my Mega Drive. It was really good. Do you remember, um, I think it was Another World? Yeah. It was in that style, but with dinosaurs. Okay. It actually is a really good game. Remember to follow us on the Twitter at WWA Podcast 
and go to patreon.com slash when wrestlers act and we've got loads of exclusive episodes and we have got some remastered classics and you can get the episodes on this feed a week early so that's always fun yeah yeah so do that support us make us feel loved and they can also request things that we watch even if it is shit and we have to go on the stool chat so until next time cheerio bye